Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives. Praise the Lord. Can you hear me? Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the yes, Lord. Pastor T, we can hear you. Amen. Pastor T, we can hear you. Yes, we want to sing, Blessed be the name of the Lord Most High. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord Most High. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord Most High. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it. And they are saved. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are saved. Jesus is the name. Jesus is the name of the Lord. Jesus is the name of the Lord. Jesus is the name of the Lord most high. Jesus is the name. Jesus is the name of the Lord. Jesus is the name. Jesus is the name of the Lord. Jesus is the name of the Lord most high. The name, the name of of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are saved. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are saved. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Most high. Blessed be, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Most high, hallelujah. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we worship you because of who you are. Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Because of who you are, I give you glory. Oh, because of who you are, I give you praise. Because of who you are, I will leave my voice and say, 
Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Lord, I worship you because of who you are. You are Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Jehovah Nisi, Lord, you reign in victory. Jehovah Shalom, my Prince of Peace. And I worship you because of who you are. Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Come somebody open your mouth and say, Lord, I worship you. Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Lord, I worship you. Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Open your mouth and just thank the Lord because of who praise you are. Oh God, we worship you because you are God. There's no one who is like you, my Father. You triumph everything. King of Lord, we worship you today in the name of Jesus. Lord, we worship you because you are God. We worship you today in the name of Jesus. We glorify your holy name. Receive all the glory and all the praise and all the honor because you deserve them. Oh God, hallelujah. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we worship you because of who you are. You are Jehovah Jireh, our provider thank you for providing for us oh god today in the name of jesus even as we listen to your word bless us oh god in jesus precious name we pray with thanksgiving amen i welcome the program in jesus name hallelujah amen and amen praise the lord so this particular moment just want to thank god for the opportunity that god has given unto us to gather together from different states i do do appreciate each and every one of you Whoever has got, have logged in, may the Lord bless you, keep you, and be gracious to you. So this particular moment, I'm going to invite the man of God, our dear brother, uh, Pastor Emmanuel Ogutu, please bless us with the word of God in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. I greet you all in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you uh, this, this morning, this afternoon. Uh, and this evening, wherever everybody is, we we welcome your presence in this platform. We thank you because your word, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter four, that your word is quick and powerful. Another version says your word is alive and effective, is sharper than any two-edged sword. It is uh, able to pierce and penetrate through every platform, every bone and marrow, put asunder every soul and spirit, be able to discern uh, our intents and thoughts. And so I pray that as your word comes through, 
Father, may it release uh, a blessing, new energy, a new anointing, oh God, that will take us to another level in Jesus' name. We worship you and we honor you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Let everybody say amen. 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 If you can hear my voice, uh, you can type in the chat and say amen. You, you can hear my voice, you're able to chat, you can type and say amen. So today we are going to speak, if you raise it in this United States, it becomes very controversial and uh, it, it, it brings a lot of tension, generates a lot, generates a lot of emotions, makes people adrenaline to start running and it's a topic that is frowned upon and it's a topic on forgiveness. I'm talking about the power of forgiveness and I know that God is going to speak to us in a powerful way. Forgiveness, at the core of it really, forgiveness comes from the Greek, Greek word, uh, biblically, Greek word affirmi, which means to remit a debt or to live alone or to let it go or to wipe and start a clean slate. Basically, forgiveness is the transfer of the guilt of man to somebody. Remember, and we are going to see Romans 3.23, even as we begin to read the scriptures, I'm going to ask CJ to read for us Romans 3.23. But before he reads, forgiveness is the replacement of guilt with grace, the grace of God. Guilt was erased, grace was replaced, and the grace, forgiveness is not just the replacement of guilt with grace, forgiveness is also the replacement of sin with the sun. The replacement of sin with the sun. The sun is Jesus. Forgiveness is not just replacement of guilt with grace, it is not just the replacement of sin with sun. It is also the replacement of punishment, pardon. And so, PJ, can you read for us Romans 3.23, please? For all have sinned and fall short to the glory of God. Amen. Amen. That is very clear that man, man, the Bible says all have sinned. Mankind sinned from the time Adam and Eve disobeyed God in the Garden of Eden. Sin became the sting that has separated man from God throughout. And the Bible says, Roman, uh, Paul says it very clearly in Romans that everybody has sinned. And the, the remission for sin, the antidote for sin is forgiveness. And forgiveness at the core of it is nothing other than grace. It's nothing other than pardon. It's nothing other than a, a, a clean slate, cleansing. Forgiveness does not come by any means except through one man. Forgiveness of sin is only found in one man, the man Jesus. I want to give you a story. The man was in prison for 27 years for, for fighting for the rights of his people, including the rights of children. 27 years when he became the leader of the African National Congress in South Africa, he was put behind bars for 27 years, suffered for it. 
by his tormentors, by, his, by the ruthless regime of the apathy. In 1990, when Frederick W. de Klerk was elected president of, the, of, of the South Africa, he went against the conservatives of his party and released this man from prison on February 11, 1990, 27 years later. When he came out, Nelson Mandela had a choice to take revenge on the people who tormented him or to forgive them. He chose the latter. Listen to his quote in his book, the long, the long Walk to Freedom. Nelson Mandela says, and I quote him, forgiveness liberates the soul, it removes fear. That is why it is such a powerful weapon. He goes ahead and says that if we can teach people to hate, we can surely teach people to love, that nobody is born to hate. They are taught to do it. And equally, if the people are taught to hate, they can, taught to, they can be taught to love. We can teach people forgiveness. We can teach it in our schools. We can teach it to our children. But we need to embrace it first. Forgiveness is so sacred. It is so profound. It is so transforming that it can only come through one man. And that man is Jesus. I cannot overemphasize that forgiveness of sin, remission from guilt of sin and death, comes only through the man, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask Liliana, if you are there, please read for us John chapter 8, verse 9 to 11. Then those who heard it be being convicted by their conscience, who went out one by one, beginning with the oldest even to the last, and Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin more. Go and sin no more. Hallelujah. Thank you very much, uh, Liliana. That these people, the Jewish people, they brought a woman who was caught in the act of adultery. And they, because they wanted to tempt Jesus, having been incited by their leaders, they tell Jesus, okay, we found this woman in the act of adultery. And the law says, if such a person is found, let them be stoned to death. What do you say? And Jesus did not answer them. Then they kept insisting, and they already had stones ready to stone her. Jesus wrote on the ground, and when they kept insisting, Jesus told them, okay, anybody among you has never seen be the first one to throw the stone. And because, because they knew themselves being condemned by their guilt, they stepped out one by one from the least to the eldest. And then Jesus was left alone with this woman. Jesus looks up and asks this woman, those people who are accusing you, where are they? Has anybody condemned you? The woman said, nobody. And listen to Jesus offer forgiveness. Hallelujah. Jesus tells the woman, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. That means that Jesus is the one who can offer us forgiveness from our sins in Jesus' name. I want to look, us to look at 
some realities on forgiveness. And before we look at that, I'm gonna ask, uh, I'm gonna ask Nyambura, this, this was not allocated this scripture, but I'm gonna ask Nyambura. Nyambura, if you are there, read for us Matthew chapter 18, read verse 21 and 22. Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him as many as seven times Jesus said to him I do not say to you seven times but 77 times amen amen so listen to Simon Peter Simon Peter comes to Jesus and tells Jesus Jesus how often with my will my brother keep keep, keep making mistakes keeps insulting me keeps fighting me keeps saying, accusing me falsely, and I forgive me, how often should I do that? Peter must have had a lot of back and forth and fighting with his brothers. We have a lot of that in families today, as siblings fighting one another, quarreling and arguing. So, and then they come to their dad and say, dad, this person is doing this to me all the time. How often can I forgive him? That's the, exactly what Peter was saying. So Peter must have kept forgiving his brothers seven times. And he's asking Jesus, so I have done it seven times. Is that enough? I think Peter was basically telling Jesus, I think forgiving somebody seven times, that is, that is enough. If he goes beyond that, then there is no forgiveness. Listen to Jesus' answer. Jesus is telling Peter, no, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. And as other versions say, seven times 70 times. So that is like, you can't count. It's like, it's like more. It's like it's unlimited. Here is what I'm trying to say. There's some truth about forgiveness. The first truth about forgiveness is that forgiveness is hard. Not that one down. Forgiveness is hard. It is not easy to forgive, especially if somebody keeps insulting and fighting you and, and, and accusing you falsely and doing things that, that does that not make you happy. Forgiveness is hard. How often, Jesus, how often should my brother forgive me? Yes, how often should, should, should my friend insult me? How often should somebody bully me in school and I keep forgiving? How often should this happen? How often should they do this to me? Doing this to me and I forgive them. Jesus says as often as no limit. Because forgiveness, Jesus knows forgiveness is hard. Uh, let's look at um, Luke 23, 33, and 34. Um, so you see that Jesus, is, Jesus, only Jesus can offer forgiveness. Nyambura, you can read for us again. Luke 23, 33, and 34. Okay. Luke 33. Luke 23, 33, and 34. Okay. One second. Luke chapter 23, 33 okay, and 34. 33, 33 to 34. Yes. And when they came to the place that is called the skull, crucified him and the criminals, one on his right, one on his right, and the other one on his left. And Jesus said, Father God, forgive them, for they know not what they did. And they cast lots to divide their garments. 
Amen. Amen. This is a time that they're crucifying Jesus. And it is so painful. They have crucified him for a mistake he did not do. Remember, he's the son of God. He is holy. He didn't do any mistake. It is our guilt. It's our sin for which he's being crucified. Listen to the words of Jesus. Even as hard as it was, Jesus would have told the father, Father, these people have crucified me and I didn't do anything wrong. These people have done to me things that, that, that despite me being with them, helping them, healing them, raising their dead, but they have done this to me, Father. Father, don't forgive them. Judge them and judge them completely so that they may not get to the kingdom of God. But listen to the words of Jesus. As much as forgiveness is hard, we can follow the cue of Jesus. Jesus was very categorical and he said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they are doing. I want to encourage us that as much as forgiveness is hard, when we are faced with a choice to forgive or revenge, let's take the former. Let's choose forgive in the mighty name of Jesus. Benjamin, if you can read for us Matthew 9, 1 to 7. And getting into a boat, he crossed over and came to his own city. And behold, some people brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take my heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. And behold, some of the scribes said to themselves, This man is blaspheming. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think in your evil hearts? For which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He then said to the paralytics, uh, rise, pick up your bed, go home. And he rose and went home. Amen. Amen. That's so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority to forgive sin on earth. Then he said to that man, rise up, take up your mattress or take up your bed and go home. And that man was healed. The paralytic was healed. His sin was forgiven. Forgiveness precedes healing. Forgiveness comes before healing. Forgiveness is the stepping stone to healing. Forgiveness is what comes first before you receive your healing. And and, and to, to, to reinforce on that, I was looking at, I was doing research, looking at some st statistics on forgiveness. It says 62% of Americans believe, this was a study that was done by, by John Hopkins, 62% of Americans agree that every time they are forgiven, every time they have not held a grudge against anyone, they have ended up living a life which are healthy, which are free of anxiety, which are free of depression, only by single act of forgiving. And so Jesus is there saying, so that you may know, Jesus did not say, so that you may know that the Son of Man has the power to heal. No, he said that Jesus, so that you may know that the Son of Man has the power to forgive on earth. And he tells the man, rise up and go, why? Because Jesus knows that the moment we get forgiven, the moment we forgive, then healing automatically comes. Let me repeat that. Forgiveness 
prerequisite healing. You cannot be healed until you learn to forgive. You cannot be healed until, until forgiveness comes. And uh, I'm going to, uh, that takes me to my second point. Remember the first point I said, forgiveness is hard. Second point, forgiveness is healthy, or forgiveness brings healing. Let's read, uh, let's look, uh, as we follow that cue, let's read um, Amani. Can you read for us Colossians 3, 13? Forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against another, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Amen. Amen. Read it again, please, Amani. Colossians 3, verse 13. Forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against another, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Amen. Forgive one another, forbearing one with one another, even as Christ has forgiven you, so also do ye. You will receive that as we go, as we continue this, uh, this session, that the, the, the reason why Colossians chapter 3, verse 13 is very critical to us as Christians, why we need to forgive one another and why to need to share with one another. I want to request uh, Ryan, please read for us James chapter 13. Sorry, James chapter 5, verse 13 to 15. What verse is again? James chapter 5, verse 13, uh, 14, and 15. Okay. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone is any cheerful? Let him sing and praise. Is any among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Continue a little bit. And pray faith. And the prayer of faith will save the sick man, uh -huh. and the Lord will raise him up. Uh -huh. And if again. he has committed sins, uh -huh. he will be forgiven. Amen. Praise the name mm. of Jesus. That if anyone among you is 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 is, is current, let him pray. If anyone among you is joyful, let him sing. If anyone among you sick, let him call the elders, and they should. Pray over him with anointing oil, for the prayer of faith shall heal the sick. And if he has committed any sin, he shall be forgiven. So number one, again, we said forgiveness is hard, but it is possible to forgive. Number two, forgiveness is healthy. Forgiveness brings healing. Number three, uh, let's read Ephesians 1.7. I'm going to ask Amani. Read for us Ephesians 1, 6 to 7. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein, wherein he has made us made us accepted in his beloved, in, in whom we have redemption through his blood for forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Amen. That we are redeemed by his blood, the forgiveness of sin, according to the riches of his grace. According to the riches of the grace of Jesus, we are forgiven our sins 
and we are redeemed by his blood. So forgiveness is not just hard, it's also healthy, brings healing. But number three, forgiveness is heavenly. Forgiveness is heavenly. It is, it is, it is, the, it is, the, it is a virtue that is made in heaven and is disseminated to us on earth. Forgiveness is a heavenly virtue that has been given to man to able to practice in our lifetime. Uh, Braylon, can you read for us um, Acts chapter 3, verse 19 and verse 28? Therefore, repent and turn to him to have your sins blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord and so that he may send you Jesus. Whom he, when God raised up his servant, he sent him first to you to bless you by turning every one of you from your evil ways. Amen. 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 Thank you, Graylon. Yeah. So, yeah, so that is very, that, is, that shows that forgiveness is not just hard, it's not just healthy, it is also heavenly. That through the son, through, through the death and resurrection of this one man, the savior Jesus Christ, the son of God, the heavenly king, we are able to obtain forgiveness. But there is a part which we need to say, we have to repent, we have to give our lives to him, we have to surrender to him, we have to let him come into our lives, able to forgive us. So the Bible says, so the times of punishment come. What does that mean? That means that since we follow Jesus, we need to follow the heavenly cue by also making things quickly, being ready, being, uh, being apt to forgive even those who sin against us and those who wrong us even as we live this life and we walk this journey of faith. Forgiveness is hard, forgiveness is healthy, forgiveness is heavenly. Then number four, first, first letter of John chapter one, verse nine, um, I'm going to ask Laura. Laura, read for us first John chapter one, verse nine. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to purify pure, purify and cleanse and cleanse us from all unrighteousness thank you laura that's that's powerful yeah if we confess our sins to the lord to jesus he is faithful and just to forgive us just imagine that the only thing we need to do to receive forgiveness is to confess, is to just tell him we are sorry. He just to tell him from our hearts, uh, Jesus, I have done wrong. Jesus, I have not walked right. Forgive me. Just to confess and, and, and say, Jesus, I believe that you are Lord. I believe that you died on the cross. Just that is enough to forgive us. What does that show us? That forgiveness is not just hard and possible, it is healthy, it is heavenly, and it is heartening. It is encouraging, it heartens, it makes us joyful. It, it, it 
builds our relationship with God, that if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful to forgive us, and he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Martin Luther King Jr., and I quote, said, Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Having seen the four truths about forgiveness, it is hard, it is healthy, it is heavenly, it is heartening. We need to remember that the only way we can be able to overcome grudges, to overcome our past, is to, to, to relate again with those people who wrong us. It's by basic love. Love is a heavenly language. Love is the womb of forgiveness. I'll repeat again. Love is the womb of forgiveness. Where there is love, forgiveness prevails. Indra Gandhi, the former Indian statesman, said, and I quote him, forgiveness is a virtue of the birth. Only brave people are able to forgive. People who cannot forgive are not brave. Uh, uh, Reverend P.D. Jacks, Bishop P.D. Jacks says, we cannot embrace God's forgiveness if we are so busy cleaning past wounds and nursing old grudges. The opposite of forgiveness is cleaning a bad past or Nursing old grudges, holding grudges against people. And if we if we keep that, we cannot reach a level of forgiveness. How, remember Simon Peter to Jesus. How often should my brother forgive me? I have sinned against me and I forgive him. Is it seven times Jesus said, Absolutely not. It has to be without limits. And I want to encourage us tonight uh, that forgiveness should be unlimited. Here is what I am saying. Let's not count records of, of how much you have wronged me and how much I have forgiven you. Forgiveness has no limits. Just like love has no boundaries. Forgiveness has no limits. I want to ask Harry. Uh, Harry, I have you there. Please go back to Matthew 18 and read for us again from verse 23. To verse 35. That's, that's a very profound scripture. Uh, it's going to encourage us even as I finalize. I just have a few minutes to finish. Um, Matthew chapter 18, read for us 23 to 35. Larry, please. Okay, read. read for us 23 up to 35. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had sold to be repaid the debt. And at this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him and canceled the debt and let him go. But when, this, when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. And he said, pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell on his knees and begged him, 
Be patient with me, I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown in prison until he could pay his debt. When the other servants saw that what, what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all your debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he had paid back all that he had owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother and sister from your heart. Amen. Amen. What a powerful story Jesus gave that a king wanted to take account of people who owed him and he, won, he had one servant who owed him a lot of money. In fact, by calculation, commentators say that was like about 3,000 lifetimes of work, of employment. And this person fell to the king and told the king, I don't have, please have mercy. And the king not only said, the king did not just tell him, I forgive you, you will pay me later. No, no, no. The king wiped away all the debts and said, I forgive you, start a clean slate. And this man, he went out and he found another man who owed him very little money. And he grabbed him by the neck and wanted to choke him and said, give me what you owe me. And he would not forgive him, even though the other man was begging for forgiveness. Then the, the king heard this to the people, the other servants who knew this man had been forgiven. They went back to the king and said, this person you forgave could not forgive another one. He was taken and he was thrown away. Why? Because of failing to forgive. Failing to forgive. Why should we forgive? Why should we forgive? Why should we forgive? So we have talked, we have looked at the truth about forgiveness, four truths about forgiveness. Forgiveness is hard, forgiveness is healthy, brings healing, forgiveness is heavenly, and forgiveness is heartening. Why should we forgive? Yes, forgiveness is commanded because it is commanded. Jesus commanded us. And uh, um, in the interest of time, uh, I'm not going to go into details, but the Bible says, you need to forgive one another. If you read Matthew 6, 9 uh, to 13, um, the Bible talks about Jesus telling them, um, if, you, if you are praying, make sure that you forgive the people who sin against you. And Colossians chapter 13, which Amani read to us, also tells us forbearing, forbearing with one another, forgiving, with one, forgiving one another. Why should we forgive? Because forgiveness is commanded. It's a commandment. Why should we forgive? Forgiveness is challenging. It is a challenge. It is, it is, a, it is a challenge that, that God is throwing on us and asking us that, wanting us to see if we can forgive. Um, there's just one scripture I would like us to read. And I will ask uh, Nyambura, read for us Luke 17. Verse three to six. That's gonna be my final scripture. Luke 17, verse three to six. Okay, Luke 17, verse three to six says, pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in the day and turns you to turn and turns to you 
seven times, saying, I will repent, you must forgive him. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. And the Lord said, if you had faith like a grain of mustard seed, you could say to this blueberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Amen. Amen. That Jesus told them, the disciples, if a brother sins against you, forgive him. Even if he sins seven times and come back, comes back seven times and tells you, forgive him, forgive me, please forgive him. However many times he comes, please forgive him. When the disciples heard that, or the apostles, they were so troubled. They did, they, they, were, they must have wondered, this is so hard. And they asked Jesus to increase our faith because they thought it needs faith to, for, to forgive somebody who sins against you all the time. Jesus told them, no. I don't need to increase your faith. If you have faith as little as a master's seed, then it is possible. So forgiveness is a commandment. Forgiveness is challenging, but it's a requirement to forgive. And finally, uh, if, like, like the story that Larry has just read to us, this servant was forgiven, but he could not forgive the other person, the other person who owed him very little. Forgiveness is a choice. It is a choice. We choose to forgive or not to forgive. God or Jesus will not force us to forgive. It is a choice. So for, why should we forgive? Because it is a commandment. It is a challenge. And number three, it is a choice. So what is the takeaway here? What, 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 what do I want us to go home with tonight? Here is what I want us to go home with. This is the takeaway. Forgiveness does not look to the past. Forgiveness looks to the future. Jesus, when Jesus said on the cross, forgive them, Father, for they don't, for they know not. Jesus looked at them and said, forgive, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they are doing. Had Jesus not prayed that prayer, then it would have been impossible for, for us to be forgiven our sins. But Jesus looked to the future and he knew that these people need forgiveness. These people will need me. They will receive me. Their generation will accept me as the Lord and Savior. Their generation will come to me in the, will come to the Father in my name. And, and I will forgive, and the Father will forgive them. So Jesus knew that forgiveness is an act that looks to the future. Forgiveness does not look at what happened in the past. Forgiveness looks at what the relationship or, or, or what needs to happen in the future. Forgiveness looks into the future. That is the first takeaway. The second takeaway is that forgiveness lures us into a place of love. Through forgiveness, we are able to generate, generate love. Matthew 5.44 says, love your enemy and forgive those who persecute you. Bless those who curse you and pray for those who despise you. Why? Because forgiveness takes us to place of love. No, 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 no. Let me say it again. Forgiveness does not only look to the future, forgiveness lowers us to the place of love. Whereby when we look at one another, we don't see their mistakes, we don't see what they did first in the past. We see Jesus in them. And Jesus, when we see Jesus in them, we are compelled to forgive and love. Forgiveness. Uh, forgiveness looks into the future. Take away number one. Number two, forgiveness lures us into a place of love. Take away number three, forgiveness lets go of past pain, 
and revenge. Forgiveness lets go of pain and revenge. And finally, forgiveness liberates the soul. Forgiveness is liberating. It is, it is so refreshing when you, you have an issue with a brother and a sister and they tell you, or a sibling, or a parent, or a teacher, and they tell you, and somebody tells you, forgive me. That is so powerful. But it is most liberating when you tell somebody, I forgive you. So, takeaway number four, forgiveness liberates the soul. Again, forgiveness looks to the future. Forgiveness lures us into a place of love. Forgiveness lets go of pain and the need or desire to revenge. And finally, forgiveness liberates the soul. I want to leave you with this statement. If there are three things that you can do beginning today, if there are three things that you can do beginning today, over all the people that do for you, insult you, do anything bad to you, here are the three things that I would like you to do to them. Number one, forgive them. Number two, forgive them. And number three, forgive them. God bless you. Over to you, programmer. Thank you. Wow, what a word. Thank you and thank you again, Pastor Ogutu. That was powerful. I love what he says. Forgiveness, liberate the soul. I hope the children you've been, and the teens you've been taking up your notes because in a moment we'll see who has been paying the attention. May the Lord bless you, man of God, and thank you so much for blessing us with such a powerful, powerful message. Thank Number you, sir. Thank you so much. I really acknowledge that. And I hope we'll get the notes and then we'll pass it over. Amen. Now, this particular moment, I'm gonna pass it over to Larry. Are you there, Larry? Yes, sir, I'm right here. Yeah, this time I hope you made it a little bit harder because I want them to earn it this time. Over to you, Larry, and lead us to Kahoot. Amen. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to start it. All right, uh, let me just get the, let me get it ready. Uh, hopefully everybody here is uh, ready. Make sure you got your devices that you're going to be using this on and make sure you listen. We're going to see you really listen today. Uh, okay, let me share my screen. Okay, now you should be able to see. Uh, let me just... There. Okay. Make sure to join on Kahoot.it. The game pin is 735-8138. Let me know if you have any troubles. Any malfunctions. We got the Otero family.
Okay, we got the girls. That's a mystery name. Let's see, can we get some more people? More and more people. Okay, remember if you're having any problems, just let me know. The game pin is 7358138. Can wait for a couple more people if you can join. I'll give you guys just like a minute or two. Okay, man, it looked like we only have two players today. It's okay, though, but okay, we got Dylan and Yumber. Okay, right when I say it. thank you guys for joining. All right, I think we can now start. You remember, you can just join in the middle in case of anything. All right, so remember, today we're learning about the power of forgiveness. For the first question, Make sure to look at the answers. Who can be offered forgiveness from Jesus? Is it yourself? Is it perfect people? The lady who did adultery or everybody? Okay, we got O'Carroll fam in the first place. The second question. Only some will fall short of the glory of God. Mixed answers to correct to not remember the verse says everybody will fall short of the glory of God. And Yambura went up. Question number three If someone steals your things after every day, even after the seventh time, should you forgive them? Only if they say sorry, yes or no. Okay, looks like you guys say that, but do you really do it? Ooh. Okay, question number four. Even though everybody turned their back on Jesus, he still forgave them. Okay, let's say you guys know your stories well. But question number five. Forgiveness is the stepping stone to life, healing, love, or fear. Mixed answers again. Remember, he said it. That was one of the things he said. Forgiveness is the stepping stone to healing. For question number six, we got Jesus doesn't have the authority to forgive on earth. True or false? Ooh, okay. We got three people got it wrong. One person got it right. I mean, other way around. Three people got it right. One person got it wrong. 
Uh, the Okara fam has a streak of six correct answers in a row. Question number seven. Forgiveness is also delightful. Forgiveness is also heavenly. Is also forgiveness or is it also born? Yeah, he said um, that was one of his points that forgiveness is also heavenly. Okay, we have Carol Fem is in the is in first place, still holding the lead. Question number eight. Uh, we should forgive because God forgave us first. Nah, didn't even let me finish the question, but good job. <laughs> okay, three in a row, and Yambura is back in the game. Question number nine. When we forgive, we must let go of, according to what the speaker said, friends, grudges, addictions, or nothing. What should we let go of? Oh, okay. Three people got it correct. One person got it wrong. All right. For the 10th question, to, to receive forgiveness, we must confess. True or false? Okay, that was quick. True. Uh, for question number 11, in order for you to be forgiven, you must forgive your brothers and sisters. Okay. Question number 12. Will you forgive those who wrong you? Yes. Yes, but that one was no, no point. <laughs> All right. So let's see the podium for today. Question number three. I mean, third place, 10 out of 12. Third place. Second place with 11 out of 12. And first place with 12 out of 12. We got the Carol fan. Wow. <laughs> Job. Outstanding job. Yes. Appreciate Dayton. Keep up the good job, everybody. Thank you, Nyambura. Good job. Okero is a winner. So we appreciate each and every one of you. We know people are busy today because of the school is open, but we just want to appreciate every one of you. Thank you, parents, for allowing your children to log in. Good job, Larry. You did an outstanding job. Keep up the good work. So in close, we all close together as we share uh, goodness and mercy and surely. Goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. 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 To all of you. Thank you so much for looking. Remember, the same time, and may the Lord bless you. And always remember, Jesus is Lord over your life. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you.